man, have you ever really wondered, like, why are we here? What the meaning of all of this? Sometimes life can keep me down with your face all in the dirt. But if you feel that left behind, need to get up and go to church. Drop a load. My life is going down here like some cardboard in the snow. My bank account is frozen. I don't think that I can get out this hole. Feel like the figure for leg, like like the jury went away and then they came back deadlock. I can't move, I can't eat, I can't even breathe. Can't even buy a decent sack without the stems and the seeds. No trees, no peas to ease the stress of everyday living. But homeless people gotta suck it up wherever they live in. The unforgiving or the unwilling. Live a life of sinning and expect to be as pure as an infant in the beginning. But what about repenting? What about detention? What about you eating dinner in the devil's kitchen? What about repenting? What about committing the same sin over and over again and again and again and again and again? Welcome, welcome to the Pillars of Smoke podcast. I'm Mag. And I'm Sam. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a absolute, boy. absolute banger right there. Big boy, My speaker dog. box, outcast. That's right. Oh, man. What a vibe, man. That fun fact that was, uh, we're not going to count the soundtrack for Idlewild, but that was the last album <laughs> for Outcast. It was. Oh man, what a tragedy! Two thousand. You know what? It was a good year for. But music. you know what? They were they were smart about it though. They were because these dude dudes have been doing music for so long. Oh. And they're like, you know what? Let's make one last album. Mm-hmm. But we'll do our own projects. So oh, Andre yeah. had the love below. Roses smell like. Boo ooh ooh. Mm. Caroline. Caroline. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then <laughs> Big Boy had Speaker Box. Yeah. And that was like amazing. Amazing. And that's off, of, that's off the Speaker Box album. But why did we play that, Nag? Well, there's a very special reason why we played that. Very special reason. And it actually goes along really well because today, or actually in this episode, we're going to be talking about an, a very important subject. Very, very important. Which is church. But specifically, church membership. Absolutely. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Give it up. Give it up for church membership. So, Mark 4 of a healthy church is a biblical understanding of church membership. That's right. Now, it's kind of weird because it's like, and I think he, he, he says, Mark Dever says something in it. In a, it's funny. His name is Mark Dever, and he wrote a book called Nine Marks. Nine Marks, yeah. <laughs> Ah, I never on. saw that one. Hey, hey. Uh, you know, Dever, Dever uh, says that you know, membership in a church is something that has become uh, less strict and less important in Absolutely. the later two thousand, like the later twenty tens and like mm-hmm. mid two thousands era. I can agree with that. Church membership has become lax, yeah. uh, and and we'll give you an example of what that looks like. In, in a few minutes because he kind of gives a snippet of something that his church used to do a hundred years ago and both me and Matt kind of agreed like <laughs> that's a little that's a little it's much it's a bit much it's a bit much uh, but, slightly but I understand it so um, 
you know, today is really, he starts off with this question. Yo, why join a church? Why yeah. join a church, Meg? And you know what's funny is that I, I think about this subject and I think about this topic and he starts off this chapter in such an appropriate way mm-hmm. where he's talking about that the majority of people both in and out of church are very commitment phobic. Oof. He starts off there um, and many people, they don't want to commit to something. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to commit their time energy resources into one thing because in their mind they're hoping for something better to come along Mm -hmm. so a lot of churches and a lot of christians have become a little commitment phobic when it comes to uh really uh really committing themselves and becoming members of one congregation why Mm -hmm. because they they want to have this very loose um unattached uh coming and going from from any sort of you know from any type of worship environment Mm -hmm. and i think that's you know it's he starts off this chapter and it's a very dangerous way of thinking um because the purpose of being a christian is to you know one of the purposes of being a christian is to pick up your cross and and follow jesus right um and to do that in a committed way, I, I, um, I feel that in order to do that well, you have to commit yourself to where you're living. Right. Oh, you know, absolutely. Commit yourself to congregating locally, consistently in a, in a church mm-hmm. where you're living um, in that time. So. The idea of the early, you know, in the church, the idea, you know, the the New Testament idea for the church is, is the church is primarily the body of people who, um, who who profess and give evidence that they have been saved by God's grace alone, Mm -hmm. um, for His glory alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Well, if I can, if I can just throw in some scripture there. Yeah. you know, I think a really good basis for why you should join a church and what's the what's like what's the point of becoming a member of a church? Uh, Hebrews ten twenty three uh, twenty three through twenty five says, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, yeah. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Yeah. So it's kind of like like that that piece of scripture in and of itself is telling you you cannot be a Christian and do church by yourself. Uh, you, you absolutely if, cannot. If you are uh <laughs> I'm about to get a big old red red cross on my back for this one. Do it. Do it, baby. Online church. Is not church. I'll do it. I'll say it. Is not no, church. It's not. In, in, it's not. In, in my opinion, in my opinion, I know some really great dudes out there that are kind of pioneering that area. You know, they're going into that realm and they're trying to figure out how to make the digital church work. I commend you for that. But... What we see in scripture does not talking about a digital church. The thing is that 
with with online church, it's a slippery slope because it's an it's an online environment for worship, right? But it is not church. If you're and sick, the church goes well past the four walls, and that's let's be very 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 clear yes. here: that church is not the four walls in which you worship once a week. The church is the body of Christ. Yeah, and those are the members that you are supposed to be meeting with. On a consistent basis, yep. those are the people that you should be holding fast to with confession. Absolutely. Those are the people that you should be encouraging one another. Those are the people that you should be helping grow in love and grow in good works and doing everything else the closer the day draws near, just as Hebrew says. But yeah. that is the purpose of church. So, Dever. Dever says a lot in here. He this book this chapter is <laughs> oh. this chapter is amazing and it's so cutting. It is. It's it such a deep. cutting. It's such a cutting. One. It cuts deep. So let's let's just give you a little statistic that he added in here in the beginning of this book. Uh, on average, uh, in America, the within the Southern Baptist Convention, there are hundreds of thousands of churches, and on average, every church has about 176 members 69 of whom present um, at the typical Sunday morning worship service so it begs the question of where are the other 107 Ugh. that alone that alone where is the consistency where is the commitment you know and it's and I think it's I think I think a lot of times when people have commitment issues it's because one of two things. Either they have been extremely burned mm-hmm. in the past, uh, and, and that means that you were most likely someone who was very involved with your church, and your church just burned you to kingdom come. Sure. Uh, and that is why you have a commitment issue to committing to another church. Right. And that's okay. There's some healing that you need to go through before you can jump back into church. But don't take too long. Uh, the other one is people don't know what is required of them to be a member of a church or even why they should join a church and be right. consistent there. they think it's just show up on sunday and disappear yeah but there's a lot more to that than just showing up on a sunday yeah it, because there's a lot more to being a christian oh than tons. just going to a particular location in your you know in your uh community and worshiping there for an hour and a half hour 15 three hours four hours whatever dependent on <laughs> the worship style of your uh depending on your denomination uh, <laughs> depending on your denomination yeah. i'll say it oh uh, yeah that's, that's facts <laughs> that's facts right there and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing sometimes wrong you with need that. that you know sometimes you need that but, it's all good but okay so let's talk about this why should we uh, why join a church? Why join a church? Yeah. Well, so Deborah gives uh, some things here, uh, some bullet points mm-hmm. as to why you should join a church. Uh, and he backs it up with scripture references that you can go for. So for sure. it's uh, caring for one another physically and spiritually. I think that's extremely important. Uh, it shows that you are not alone in this world. Your faith is something that has you connected with other people that also care for you. 
watch over one another mm-hmm. and hold one another accountable. So if you're struggling with your sins and you keep doing the same things over, over, what, what do the songs say? Over and over again and again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling into the same sin over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you needed a brother and a sister to really kind of keep you accountable and watch over you when you're going through these, when you're going through these seasons that you just can't get over your sins. Right. Um, edify one another. You, scripture says iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. That's right. You cannot sharpen yourself. For sure. It doesn't, it, you can read as many books as you possibly want, but guess what? That don't work. <laughs> book, book clubs exist for a reason because you need to bounce those ideas off of each other mm-hmm. and make sure that you're interpreting things properly. You can read scripture and the Holy Spirit, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he can't, but the Holy Spirit can and, and has in the past completely enlightened people to what the interpretation of a passage means. Right. Uh, but that is not the norm. You need to bounce these things off of people. You need to have someone that you can actually go to and say, hey, like what was what would you what did you think about Romans six? What did you think right. about First Corinthians twelve? Like, right. what, are, what what are these different passages? How do I apply this in my life? I don't know what to do with this passage. How do I how do I do it? Um, that's 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 the point of edification. Bear with one another when you're mm-hmm. going through issues. When you're when you're when you have a death in the family. When you're yep. sick. When you're going through financial struggles. You're there to bear each other's burdens. Uh, another one. Pray for one another. Same thing. You're holding each other up in spiritualness. Yeah. You're holding each other up in prayer. You're interceding for one another. You're coming before God's throne and pleading for your brothers and sisters. Uh, keep away from those who would destroy the church. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's, that's a, huge a really, one. really big one. Yep. Um, reject evaluating people by worldly standards. Mm-hmm. That that's an even bigger one. Yep. That's. Ugh. I know too many people that do that one. Uh, contend together for the gospel. You can't, you can't, you can't buddy up with people who aren't believers, who aren't in church, and expect to be able to live a gospel-centric life. Yeah. You can't expect to be able to like preach the gospel, not not preach the gospel, but give the gospel yeah. to other people. You can't, can't expect to. About you, can't, the gospel. you can't be intentional about the gospel and, either. And that also makes your your walk and your life as a Christian immensely difficult mm-hmm. when you're surrounded with people who aren't like-minded yes when it comes to the gospel you know they're gonna want to sleep in on sunday they're mm-hmm. gonna want to um they're gonna go they want to go grab brunch um at 11 in the morning uh or whatever they want to stay out super late on saturday night which there's nothing wrong with those things mm-hmm. but if it's cutting in the way of you spending time with your congregation and worshiping it's gonna make your 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 walk as a believer that much more challenging mm-hmm. um, we're not saying that you shouldn't have worldly friends we shouldn't we're not telling you that you can't um uh, enjoy your life and 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 have acquaintances and and, and enjoy and, the fruits of your and, labor like yeah, yeah absolutely says. absolutely but when all of those things start to compound and and interject into your worship life and your faithfulness not only to the church but to the glory of god mm that's when things start getting a little dicey. Uh, and then the last one he said that he gives here is uh, to be an example for one another or that, to one another. That one's big. And that's huge. You know, there's there's been many times in my personal life where I've been struggling with any particular sin 
And because of the fellowship that I have with my brothers um, in the Lord, they've been able to counsel me and guide me, one, out of my sin, but counsel me and guide me into repentance, which is um, all that much more important when it comes to fellowship. Fellowship is not just having great friends who you mm -hmm. can have fun with, you know, you know, do a bonfire or a barbecue, oh, barbecue or smoke a couple boating, briskets like. or go fishing with, but it's people who are continually there to guide you back into mm -hmm. repentance, to counsel you, to pray for you, to, um, you know, to when tragedy strikes your family, um, who do you want there to minister to you and to your friends and to your family? It's, is it going to be people who are sleeping in on Sunday because mm -hmm. they have nothing else to do or people who will have their hopes set on Christ or even or even if you're a new convert yeah you can't you can't expect to come to Christ mm -hmm. and have faith in him and be a brand new convert and not be surrounded by other Christians who have been walking with Christ for some time now and expect to learn how to do this like yeah. the church has a purpose yeah, absolutely and membership has a big big 100% purpose so and I, you know what i love that you brought that up because this is a good moment to bring in the clickiness of churches oh my goodness. at times and in many churches what you're going to find is for for new believers or for new congregants you're going to find that you're going to step into a church one day and nobody's going to talk to you mm -hmm. that might happen sometimes and there are churches out there who are ultra intentional and having, you know, guest services and people to, to talk with you and, and guide you in and help you mm -hmm. out, you know, help show you the way through. But they're not there to basically be your friends and right. spend time with you and all that stuff. They're more to like show you around and help you get started. But in many churches, I've seen this firsthand mm -hmm. where you'll walk in as a first time guest and the only people that greet you are guest service that's sad that means that there are a lot of clicks there sometimes mm -hmm. and with clicks comes there's a missed opportunity to minister to new believers yeah or to people who have basically or people who have moved into the city new and are looking for a new church right uh, there's a missed opportunity there when we're so focused on our friends and on our click that we forget that there's a whole other body of believers out there Absolutely. who are looking to get plugged in, looking to, to serve, looking to help one another, looking to grow in the Lord. And that is what being part of a church is like. That's what being part of a church is important because it is a unified body of believers that are like-minded. Mm. So if, if we're going to go through the five points really quick that mm -hmm. uh, Dever makes on why Absolutely. you should join a church, uh, the first one is uh, to assure ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's uh, big. So he kind of, he, he makes a reference here to uh, John, John 14, John 21, 14, 15, 10, and 14, and then 14, 13, 17. Yeah. He says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love, you are my friends if you do what I command. Now that, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So that has to, that, that, that alludes back to you will know, you'll know a tree by its fruits. Yeah. If, if yeah. you want to be sure that you are converted, 
if you want to be sure that your conversion was true, if you want to be sure that the that the church that you're going to has true converts in it, people are going to be doing what the Lord says. People people are going to be bearing fruits of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like and you yourself as well. So if you walk into if it, being a church member somewhere is going to help you assure yourself of your salvation and your conversion because you're going to walk in and you're going to say, oh man, I am just like all these other people here. I belong here. And that's that's one of the huge things that yeah. Dever throws into this chapter, that whole belong before you believe thing, yeah. where he says, you know, to an extent, that's, that on, on, on the profoundness of what that actually means, you don't. You don't belong before you believe. Right. I'm sorry. It's, it is it is something that we do want to say because we do want people who are not believers when they come into the church to feel like, they've, like they're welcome, to feel like they do have a place that they can feel safe and they can open up about their faith and open up about their journey that they're starting and everything else. But the, the, the truth of the matter is that you don't. Like you're going to walk into a church and it's going to feel exclusive because you're not going to understand the things that everyone else is doing. You're not going to understand mm-hmm. the lingo. You're not going to understand everything else that is happening because that is only something that believers and true converts are going to understand. Yeah. So this is something that we know being a church member can assure us of that, that we are truly converted because everyone there is like-minded. We all have the same thought trains. We all have the same patterns, the same habits. Why? Because we are all displaying the fruits of the spirit. Absolutely. You know, part of church membership in the local church, it's, uh, you know, it's not an antiquated idea, you know, unnecessary. It's unnecessary to think that, that being a member of a church is, is an idea of the past. And this, these are conversations that I've had with, with friends of mine. Um, they think that the idea of, of joining a church is not something that you necessarily have to have to do in the 21st century. It's right. not something that, it's just something that, that you actively participate in and you just go to. So the idea of joining a church, signing a covenant agreement or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's, it's an antiquated way of thinking. And it's really not, you know, church membership, membership in a local church is intended to be uh, a testimony to our, uh, to our membership in the universal church. Mm. And that's really the idea that, that, that Dever is trying to convey here is that if you're a member of a body, you're going to live like you're a member of that body. Mm. And that's what membership in a local church is just a reflection of the big picture that's really taking place. So if you're, you know, bouncing around, going to and fro, you know, not really settling into a congregation and not being a fixture within that congregation then are you really truly a fixture uh in, in the in the greater congregation of of god's body hmm. that's that's the idea that's being passed along here and is if if you're involved with that local church you're gonna you're going to spend time with people from that local church you're going to mm-hmm. minister to one another you're going to help each other out you're literally going to be a light in that community in order that other people might see your good works and give glory to the Father when He returns. Absolutely. So, which is also one of the. Sorry, I got ahead of, of myself. Church. I got a little excited there. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Never apologize. Uh, the second point he says is to evangelize the world. Uh, that one we kind of touched on in, I think it was the first episode, the second episode. Yes, of this we one. did. Um, and that one, that one really is, you know. To go a little deeper on that, 
Dever, this is a line from Dever. It says, we promote the gospel by cooperating to take it to those who have not yet heard it and by making the gospel visible to the world through how we live. Those not yet saved may see us and they may see something of the gospel as imperfect as we are. Mm -hmm. If God's spirit is genuinely at work in us, he will use our lives to help demonstrate to others the truth of his gospel. Mm -hmm. So really it's like, I look at that and it's like, yes, that's absolutely right. When the church is the church, when the church is living how they're supposed to live, the, the surrounding community is going to look at that church and say, there's something different. Yep. The surrounding community is going to look at that church and say, okay, yeah, those are righteous people. What are they doing over there? Yep. How do we like, and they're humble and they're not prideful, mm-hmm. like, and they're loving and they're graceful and they're welcoming and they're kind. Like, all of these things are going to show God's work in the life of the church, and it's going to be able to help us evangelize because people are going to see our true intentions, and yep. they're going to see that we're being authentic and that we're not just fake. Yep. Yep. Next one, Mag. Next one is to expose false gospels. Oh, this is important because as we, you know, as as we impact the. Um, as we interact with other Christians, we show that the world what Christianity really is. So uh, we we really put away the 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 notion of we put away false notions that Christians are unnecessarily self righteous people who are uh, who are worried that that someone somewhere might be having fun or. Um, or who believe above, or who believe above all else in their own goodness, or anything like that. There, Dever gives this illustration of, of speaking to someone and saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't really go to church anymore because the church is filled with uh, vipers." Hmm. And Dever did not, uh, you know, he didn't reject the statement, but he said. She said, he asked her, well, is the world any more, is the world any different than the church? The the world is full of vipers as well. The lady tells him, well, you know, at least they know that they're vipers. (laughs) And he kind of like just giggled and laughed and said, well, um, that's not necessarily the case because the world is full of people who think they're good. The mm. church is full of people who know that they're not good and they need mm. to go to church to one repent of their sin, two to listen to the word of God be preached, to to be in fellowship, and and then to eventually be reconciled to God and to have fellowship with one another and to worship God. Mm. So the the church should be a hospital, should be a place of healing for those who know that they're wayward, to know that they're lost, and the only way to truly know that is through the gospel mm. is to really identify the gospel and know the gospel really well where we can see our sin and our need for a savior you can only really find that at a church oh, you're not going to find that at golf on sunday no you're not going to find that at the beach you're not going to find that at brunch that's all self-indulgence that is being cloaked with enjoying yourself enjoying the time that you mm-hmm. have here nothing wrong with that but when that is the way that you live your life consistently you're kind of like preaching a false gospel to yourself and saying that my amusement and my enjoyment 
of the hedonistic things of this world is more important than the things of God and my and my eternal state. Mm. That is the false gospel that that we want to counter and not you know that's just one of them right there's there's a hundreds out there yeah there's a plethora of different gospels out there that that are trying to eat up and and take our attention away from that one true gospel hmm. so the fourth point here that he mentions is to edify the church mm-hmm. uh, Meg, can you tell us a little more about and briefly what sorry what that yeah. looks like do you have to like the briefly okay whatever i only say briefly because this I is know, like I'm kidding, this, I'm kidding. this happens to be like the longest point that dever <laughs> like divulges in this chapter and it's it's ridiculously long <laughs> how much time he spends on on the edification but because the edification of the church is probably the most important the reason most important. why you need yeah. to be a member of a church yeah so as a christian edification is incredibly important edification is how we're growing and how we're continually being sanctified um, to the image of christ we're constantly being changed as um as people and and as sinful people Mm -hmm. who have to live on this broken earth we continually need to be changed into the image of god the Holy Spirit does that in many different facets and many different avenues. One avenue is through the Word of God. Another one is through worship. Another one is through service. Another one is through fellowship. Put all of those together and you can do that as a church. You cannot be edified without the church. Hmm. The church builds each other up. Why? Because we have to bear with one another. We laugh with each other. We cry with each other. Um, during times of hardship, we serve each other. Uh, during times of sin, we point out each other's sin in mm-hmm. order to point them and lead them into repentance, into that special place with the Lord that only they can be at. But the church is a big part of, of sanctifying and edifying each other. can't do that by yourself. Can't. Why? Because you Sometimes we're we're blind to our own sin. Mm-hmm. We're blind to our own shortcomings. And it takes someone who's comfortable enough with you, loves you enough genuinely to point out those tough subjects, point out those, have those challenging conversations with you truthfully and honestly in order for you to become a... to. In order for you to be realistic about who you are and to go to the Lord in repentance. Mm. Really, if I were to sum up this section, it's the church guides each other into a our the church points each other to repentance. Mm. We don't guide, you know, the church can't guide you to repentance, but it can point you in the direction of repentance where you need it. And where where we all need it essentially. Right. And as a Christian, me, I've <laughs> I've had to repent a lot about many different things. Same. But it's truly because of the church. Because when I know that I'm losing my temper with one of my brothers because I'm serving on Sunday, or you know somebody keeps texting me, or I don't want to you know be part of some sort of group, or I don't want to do some sort of activity, or I don't want to whatever. There's a whole bunch of things start to spark up. Then I start to see the gaps mm. of where I need help. Right. 
I can't go to my buddies who I work with who don't know diddly about the gospel nope. when I'm dealing with these things. Where do I go? If I can't reach the pastor at a certain moment, I can definitely go to one of my brothers. Absolutely. So that's, that's the whole idea here be, behind the church edifying itself. Right. And then the last point he makes is the ultimate goal and the chief end of all men mm-hmm. to glorify God. Uh-huh. The church is there to bring glory to the Lord's name, simply put. And how we live that out. Uh, I love I love the the passage that never references here. It's First Peter two twelve. It says, yep. "Live such good lives among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us." And then He makes another mention to Matthew five sixteen. It says, "Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven." This is this is huge because. The church is meant to bring glory to God. If your church is solely concentrated on making their name and their building bigger mm-hmm. and being the biggest fish in the pond and, and just constantly wanting to be publicized and in the news and look what we did here and look what we did over there and everything else, you're starting to steal some of that glory. Now, your pastor may say differently because your pastor will sit there on a Sunday morning and say glory to God for the things that we have done as a church. And then yes, but if that's not made known to the public eye as well, then there's an issue. Absolutely. So always remember, and, and this one he doesn't really go too hard on just because of the fact that it's very clear cut. The point of the, the point of your congregation is to glorify God. Yeah. I think a good barometer for that would be when serving the public the public should know that it's for the glory of god absolutely if the public has no idea why you're doing this Mm -hmm. you and them have both missed the big picture absolutely and that's one of the things that i've always loved about the church that we're in whenever we're doing a serving opportunity like whenever we're serving the community in any in any regard you know we always get that question hey why are you guys here yeah, because we want to share the love of God with you guys. Mm-hmm. They know why we're there. We tell them flat out, we're not here because we could we could very well be doing something else. But we we feel called to serve you guys yeah. to show you the tangible love that the Lord has and His grace that He pours out towards us and how it overflows into our community. 100%. Like the, that's the type of verbiage that you should be hearing from your church when you're in the community because that's what's going to show that community that your church is about bringing glory to God. So that's, that's the, the, those five marks are those five points, <laughs> five marks. Those five points are really good yeah. things on why you should become a member of a church. Um, and then, you know, Dever just makes two very quick points on, well, what does church membership entail? What is it that I have to do? The first thing is an action. Uh, and he says initially baptism and then everything else that follows with the ordinances and yep. uh, the sacraments of, you know, you're Presbyterian. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, guys, we're Baptist. Uh, we're Reformed Baptists over here. Don't hate us. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, things like baptism, the Lord's Supper, um, marriage, things like those. If, if they are not 
being done in line of scripture. I love what I love what he puts here. He says to reject baptism or the Lord's Supper or any other clear biblical command is to reject membership among Christ's disciples, mm-hmm. among those who follow his commands. That's right. If you are not following God's commands, if you're not following the commands that Jesus lays out for us in the New Testament within your church, you are not doing your part. Yeah. As a member of your church, you mm. need to be doing these things. Yeah. You need to be doing it. And then the other portion is uh, signing a statement of faith and church covenant. Yep. That one is huge. The statement of faith, every single church has a statement of faith. It is the core doctrines that they believe and what they live by and what their mission is by and everything else. Everything, their bylaws are, are structured off of their off of their statement of faith and everything else. You need to look at that statement of faith. If you do not agree with that statement of faith. You're going to have a hard time at that church. <laughs> you're going to have a very hard time at that church. <laughs> but it, it's, and this is something that Mag kind of, that Mag, you mentioned earlier and earlier, you know, this isn't something that has a lot of like weight anymore of no, like signing, of signing statements of faith and signing, signing church covenants. No, like, most churches aren't even doing it anymore. Most churches don't even do it anymore. And it's sad. And it's, it is sad. And it's it's just one of those things that it's like it's I, I, I love I love what Mark what Mark puts here. He uh you know, he talks about the seriousness that someone should have about being a member of a church. Yeah. And where, you know, um members of his own church, Capitol Hill, have left and they expect like they, they they leave because they move away, not because right, like right. they left the church. But yeah, it's yeah. like they move away or they feel called to go do a church plant or whatever it is. They feel that church membership is such a serious thing for them. Yeah. It's such an important thing for them. It's vital to their faith mm-hmm. that w- they they try and find a church within the first two months. No, it's not happening. What? They're not going to find it. Why not? Churches aren't doing that anymore. No, 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 no. I'm saying like what he says is like they try to find a church within the first two months of moving away right. that they can commit themselves to. Whether oh, yeah, whether they yeah, whether yeah, the, whether yeah, they yeah, have yeah. whether they have a statement of faith or like the church covenant that they have to sign or anything. But the people from his church, when they leave, when they move away, they try and find a church and commit themselves to that church because they find it so important oh, it to be a member of their local congregation. And it absolutely is important. And that's and that's the and that's the point that he's making here with signing yep. a statement of faith and signing a church covenant you are committing yourself yep. to this congregation and being a part of that congregation and being a part of their community and doing everything that you're supposed to do as a christian and helping to edify the church and helping to evangelize to the world mm-hmm. around you and helping to glorify god with that congregation 100 percent. and it's and it, and it and truly when you really look at church membership it truly is a beautiful thing it really is it truly is just a really, really beautiful thing. Absolutely. Man. Membership. Are you a member of your church? That's a great question. Think about that for a second. Go to That's church. Right. Go to church. If you're scared, go to church, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong song. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Grace and peace. Wow.